0: Well, praise the Lord, hallelujah, and thank you, Jesus. Well, it's around that time right here on KAZ Radio, where I have one of my most favorite Friday afternoon shows, none other than Lady Parabas, Deborah A. Wright. How you doing, Deborah? I'm doing wonderful. Friday at 2 o'clock is one of my favorite times of the week. <laughs> All right. I want to thank you listeners for tuning in to another episode of just telling my stories. Now is a good time to possibly go live or tag share your friends and and just let them know. Just take a few minutes to just have some me time and listen to some stories and learn a few things and just share. I want to thank God because since I started this episode, you know, it's a walk of faith. When you step out and do something that God has given you to do. But I'm just proud to say that I have my first sponsor coming up and um, I got some speaking engagements coming up. And if you want to reach out to me and have me come for your women's conference or your young ladies sessions or whatever, just contact me through KAZ or through my Facebook program. But today we have quite a few little stories that we're going to tell you just to get you encouraged and enthused. My primary Thing that I do is I'm an evangelist so it's all about souls for me yes I can crack jokes and have fun but it's all about souls but it's also it's okay to laugh it's okay to reflect and it's okay to just have a good time now the first story that I want to tell you is one of the vessel story and this one were two of the first parables that I did. And so that means that would be ranging back to 1997. So um, it's called The Crackhead. I live next door to the church. I hear them singing. I hear them praying. And they be hollering out to God. <laughs> I be hollering out on the inside. But don't nobody hear it. It used to be a time them church folk come by here. I let them in and I be nice to them. And they be telling me about God and how he loved me. I ain't never make it over to the service. You know, in my life it seemed like it was just one thing after another. I wasn't blessed with no easy life ain't like I just got up one day and decided I was going to be a crackhead. I just needed something to numb the pain in my life. I didn't get no happiness and I sure so didn't get no joy. It just numbed the pain at least for a little while. Then the only thing that I could do to numb the pain was more drugs. And it became a vicious cycle of abruciating, excruciating pain or deafening numbness. I looks out the window at them. They looks happy. I, I, I try to imagine what happy feel like. It's been so long. <laughs> Them church folk don't come around here no more. I guess they just like the rest of the world, they done all gave up on me. Sometimes I could barely hear it, but a still small voice down on the inside of me telling me, don't give up, you can make it. Don't give up, you can make it. But it's no match for the demon voices inside of my head telling me you're nobody. Nobody loves you. You'll never amount to anything. Just go on and do away with yourself. One day, i had enough. I had enough of those demon voices in my head. M- maybe they were right. Maybe I should just get it over with. But then, right when I was about to commit suicide, I could hear the voice on the inside of me saying, no, no, don't do it. You are precious, don't do it. And in desperation, it started to sing. And I couldn't hear what the little voice was singing. But at the same time, outside my door, another voice was singing the same thing. I I dropped the pills and I crawled over to the door. And standing there on my porch was a little girl from the church. And I could finally hear what the two of them were singing to me. And they were singing, yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. She was singing, and I loved that song. When the church folks used to come by, they'd sing it to me, but they stopped coming by. The little girl reached her hand out to me, and I put my hand in her hand, and we commenced the walking over to the church, and she was steady singing. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. And we got to the door of the church. And the crowd gasped because standing there at the door of the church with the crackhead. And the little girl, nobody said a word. The little girl squeezed my hand tight and we commenced to walking down the aisle. And she was steady singing. And I began to sing with a, yes, Jesus loves me. Oh yes, Jesus loves me. And soon the whole crowd was singing with us. Yes, Jesus loves me. And when I got to the end of the aisle, I got down on my knees and I gave my life to Christ for the Bible tells me so. I think about that parable a lot because how many churches are right next door to people that don't know Christ? We look at our pews, and some of them are barely filled. Some of the balconies have nobody in it. We have plenty of space, and we're wondering where the people are. They're right next door. They're behind the church. They're across the church. We will send money and do things all over in foreign lands, but the souls are right in our own neighborhood. There used to be a time, I know things have gotten bad, but there used to be a time where we would go and we would do canvassing and and go and just let the neighbors in the church know that we're open and that they're welcome to come. Now, there's another poem that I wrote. It says, Copyright 2010, and this is in the book Pew Poetry. And sometimes we that go to the church, we kind of get a little attitude, like it's our church. I've been here 40 years, and as one of my friends say, when they say I've been in the way 40 years, yeah, they've been in the way of other people coming in. And so this poem is called The Day the Choir Went on Strike. One day the choir got upset and decided to go on strike. The pastor's old and fogey. We never sing the songs we like. If we're going to have some church and make the people move, we got to spruce up our repertoire. We need another groove. These same old songs that's in this book, we will not sing again. We'll protest and we'll go on strike. And surely, we will win. When it came time for the choir to sing an A and B selection, the members' heads turned side to side. Not a sound in their direction. It was also clear that there would not be no amazing grace when all of a sudden the ceiling fan picked up a frantic pace. The windows started creaking. The pipes began to clang. The wind whistled through the rafters in harmony they sang and after such a symphony t'was a tear in every eye for God said if we withhold our praise the rocks would surely cry from that day forward no more strikes but singing loud and free I once was lost but now I'm found t'was blind but now I see. You see how the lady next door to the church was so appreciative when she finally got a chance to come in the church. She was so appreciative that, yes, Jesus loved her. But sometimes we get in the church for so long, we think that we're entitled to this and we're entitled to that. But we got to get back to the point that when we come to church, it's nothing about how well we sing or how well we usher or how well we preach. It's about all about the kingdom, all about souls, all about bringing lost souls back to Christ. In that poem, the, the ceiling started singing, the, the wind started whistling, but the, the word said the rocks would cry out if we withhold our praise. I have this rock here. It reminds me of another story. I'm sure a lot of you know the story in the Bible about the woman was caught in the very act of adultery. And you know the significance of this rock. Well, here's a little bit of her story. I told him that was the last time. I'm married and you marry too. We don't have any business committing adultery. But it was something about the time that we snuck away and I was with him. He made me feel special. There was nothing wrong with my husband, but... He didn't say the same things that this guy did. He, he didn't bring me nice little things, and he didn't do it. I don't know what it was. I know it was wrong. Every time we snuck off and we were together, I would feel guilty. And I would say, no, 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 no more, no more. But he would always talk me back into it and tell me how special I was. He would tell me how much he loved me and how he he wished I could have been his wife. I bought into it too many times. But this time, it was a special day. You see, because Jesus was coming into town, and I wanted to go see Jesus, but he said, no, come on, it's a perfect time for us to steal away. Everybody will be there with Jesus, and we can be together together. I love you, he said. You're so special, he said. And I knew better in my heart. I knew I shouldn't do that. But I said one last time, just one last time, and we snuck away. I could hear the crowd gathering up to see Jesus outside of where we were. And he kept trying to take my mind off of it and, and and keep me convinced that I was doing the right thing. But in my heart, I never felt good about it. And I was like, okay, this has got to be the last time. But then I heard a rustling outside of the door. And all of a sudden, these men bust into the room and they they caught us. And He left, I could see him standing on the side of the room getting dressed and the men were grabbing me and pulling me and calling me all kinds of names and calling me an adulterer and calling me this and how come they didn't see him and they drug me outside and I tried my best to cover my nakedness and they drugged me down the street and the dust and the dirt was in my hair and they called me all kinds of names and the people were watching. And I saw Jesus up ahead. And the people were gathering stones. I knew it. I knew I should have stopped. I knew I should have stopped sinning before now. But I was going to meet my death by stoning. But the thing that hurt me so much more is that why they didn't get him. Why, he didn't try to help me. He said he loved me. He walked off with them. And when I got to Jesus, it was a huge crowd. They had gathered so many people, and they all had rocks in their hands, and they were all persuading Jesus what should happen to me. And I looked up, and I saw my lover. He was fully dressed, and he had a stone in his hand. But you told me you loved me. I made sacrifices for you, and now you're willing to stone me with the rest of them. I didn't know. I felt bad for my husband and for all the things and humiliation that he would have to go through my children. I didn't want to die like this. But they took me to Jesus. Jesus had taught about adultery. He had taught about sin and he had taught about all these things. I didn't know what was going to happen. But then Jesus, he started writing on the ground. And the people watched. But they were still picking up stones The looks on their faces were like they could kill me. The looks on their faces like I was trash. The looks on their faces, especially my lover. He looked like he never even knew me. I felt so foolish and so ashamed. But then Jesus lifted up his head and he spoke to the crowd. And he said, he, without sin, cast the first stone. The first rock that dropped to the ground was that of my former lover. Others begin to drop the rocks in their hands and turn away. And Jesus looked at me. And he told me to go and sin no more. I couldn't believe the compassion that he had for me a wretch undone I didn't deserve it but he forgave me and gave me a chance you see the men came that day they rushed me away they carted me off to Jesus adultery my sin the men caught me in and they wondered what Jesus would say but he stooped to the ground the crowd was all around they yelled and they gathered up stones but he said he went out in cast the first stone. The accusers they came with rocks in their hands prepared to stone me that day. But he said he without sin cast the first stone. You may feel just like that woman You may feel that you have gotten yourself trapped and entangled in some things you can't get out of. Especially young women. I've heard these days that so many young women say that they prefer a married man. But you deserve better than that. You deserve to be the woman that God created you to be. You are a precious jewel. You don't have to settle for second best you need to do like the woman, like Jesus told the woman go and sin no more. And begin to tell yourself, like the crackhead, that yes, Jesus loves me and Jesus wants the best for me. I remember a, a while back, I have three daughters and a son. And my middle daughter was a little bit challenging. but. Sometimes when your children are challenging, it's because of the major anointing that they have on their lives. I remember taking them to a revival where Juanita Bynum was there. And out of the crowd, Juanita Bynum prophesied to my daughter that she was a mighty, mighty woman of God. And she was going to be a great... um prophetic psalmist and at the time I didn't really understand that what that was I was in the 90s or whatever but anyway one time I got mad I haven't all I've never been perfect but I haven't always been as close to it as I am now okay you understand what I mean and one time I got angry with her and I told her some very harsh words that even hurt me to today and I told her you're not gonna be anything you're not gonna this and all you know I hate to even say it but she told me she said "Uh uh-uh You're wrong, ma'am. You see, I'm a prophetic psalmist. I just ain't doing it right now. (laughs) And so we have to begin to look at our lives. And you may look at yourself. You may be watching this in the crack house. You may be watching this, sitting up, have just got through doing drugs, just got through prostituting. just got through whatever. But I speak to you and I call you mighty men and women of God. All you have to do is go and sin no more. Just like the woman in the crack house at the weakest moment when she was about to commit suicide, a little girl snuck out of Sunday school and went over and began to minister to her in a little song. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves you. And all you have to do is like the woman that got caught. I mean, she got caught in the very act, caught. She couldn't lie about it. She couldn't excuse it away. She couldn't do anything. But what did Jesus say? He told her to go and sin no more. I just want to encourage you through the stories that life is is a treasure. Every day that we have to live is a gift from God being a stage four cancer survivor instead of saying remission i always call it god gave me a grace period so during this grace period i'm going to continue to tell my stories i'm going to continue to do different things and and just continue to be who god gave me to be i have another show with lady Flo duggar and we come on on wednesdays and you can check it out on WKAG tv with lady Flo duggar and the last show we had we had um a prophet tony crosby here and he prophesied to me that doors would be opening like dominoes and that was wednesday so since that time i've gotten two engagements and one of them is international so i thank god for that but i just want to encourage you whatever your gift is Whatever God gave you to do, it may not be just like somebody else's, but you do what you're supposed to do and begin to praise God for who you are. We have rough times. We have hard times. And some of these um, stories are very old. Here's another one in the Pew Poetry book. It's called I'm Going to Change. Now, with this being January, some of you probably made New Year's resolutions that you've already broken now. Some of you have probably still figuring out what you want to do. This is a funny little poem, Scott. I'm gonna change. I'm gonna change. From my old lazy ways, no more fooling around, wasted months and wasted days. You see, I'm gonna change. From now on, the best of me, you'll see. That old sluggard's gone, put the prince back on the throne. Lord, help me change. I've got to change. Too many dreams will abort. So must change. From three days late to a dollar short. Just watch me change. You see, procrastination causes sorrow. But this time I'm for real. Oh yes, it's the real deal. But Lord Oh Lord I'll start tomorrow. How many of you do that with your dreams and with your goals? How many of you write them down, say what you're going to do, but then you decide we're going to start tomorrow? Nah, uh You have to make up in your mind what you want to do and begin to change and begin to make steps towards it. I'm sure there's some of you that said, I'm going to get a TV show, or I'm going to broadcast, or I'm going to preach. They don't let me preach at church, or they don't let me pray, or they don't let me teach Sunday school. But with venues like WKAZ Radio, you can preach to the whole world. You can do Sunday school. You can do all kinds of things. Just give them a call. But we have to realize that we're here for a purpose The main purpose here is to tell people about Jesus. Share any kind of way, whether you're a singer or a praise dancer, whatever. I just happen to be a storyteller, and I like telling stories. And when I had the cancer, the thing I thought about is you have so many stories that you never shared with anyone. So now I just figured since this door was open, just tell my stories. And that's the name of my show. Here's another um. Called special delivery when you look on facebook you always see especially in the middle of the night so many people going through so many things and so many people have lost loved ones they made it through the 2020 but they didn't make it on to now but we have so many things to pray for so many things that are trying to stress us out and get us discouraged but here's a point that hopefully it'll leave you we're about to close with a little encouragement It's called Special Delivery, and this was from the 80s. I was walking through my house one day, looking for a spot to pray, but I couldn't find any room. Too much was in the way. Things had gotten so crowded, I was running out of room. I had to clean up quickly. I had to do it soon. I got a little bottle, and I poured in all the pain. I found a little box for resentment, stress and strain. Sadness and gloom were all over the place. I knew if I got rid of these, I'd have some extra space. Soon I looked around and it was really looking better. I sat myself right down and wrote me out a letter. You see that letter was to Jesus. I sent those things to him. He would know what to do with them. I had no room for them. Now after I mailed that box off was about a day or two, the mailman came to me and said I have a box for you. And after I brought that box in, what a surprise to me. The return address said Heaven, Jesus had sent a box to me. And as I opened it up, a sweet aroma filled the room. Happiness was now in the place that once was filled with gloom. Love, joy, and peace were all packed in there. And a little precious bottle filled with the spirit of prayer. These gifts were all so beautiful and my heart was filled with glee. Never have I received anything more beautiful than what Jesus sent to me. If you find your house is getting crowded and you're barely getting through, just mail a box to Jesus and he'll send one back to you. I just want to encourage you this weekend to just find some time and some quiet time with Jesus. There's no better way you could spend your time if there's You feel like you're in the midst of a storm, or even if you feel like you're in a desert, you have no direction, you don't know what way to turn. When you come in the presence of Jesus, He'll give you peace, He'll restore your joy, He'll give you direction. One of the most miserable feelings in the world is to not have direction so I want to thank you again for tuning in for another episode of just telling my stories if you would like to be a support to this ministry our cash app is dollar sign d-a-t-z-w-r-i-g-h-t that's right any amount of money that you can donate would be help us to be able to continue on the air also if you would like any of the books that we um that I read out under the air. You can just message me and I'll get them to you or Amazon. Deborah A. Wright, Pew Poetry is one of them that I read quite a bit out. Once again, this is Deborah A. Wright, Lady Parables from WKAZ Radio TV, signing off. Thank you.